Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, book clubs aren't just for women, and we won't die for Ireland, but we will die for beer. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading Angela's Ashes by Frank McCourt. And starting with an appropriate beverage, this is Guinness Draft. Who brought this one? I brought this one. Good choice. Very appropriate. Is it, though, like, alcoholism's a theme in this book? Very much. <laughs> it's appropriate. We're, we're method readers. You gotta live. Gotta live the part. Ugh. I don't like Guinness. This drove an entire country to alcoholism? I, mean, I think they were trying to... also did. They were drinking to get the taste of this out of their mouth. This blows. I'm not a huge Guinness fan, either. I think it's so watery. It is. It's surprisingly it's very, watery. It's very watery. I feel like the just is. I feel like draft one, not like Guinness draft bottle, but like actual draft one is a little different. Probably, and there are differences. Sure, there's like that thing inside this bottle, like though. There's the, the ping pong ball or whatever the, the fuck it is. Widget thing, or they call it. Yeah, yeah. shillelagh. There's a shillelagh <laughs> in it. Yeah, a little shillelagh. It's a tiny leprechaun that makes it taste better. He jumps around. That's like the bubbles. Yes. <laughs> I just think it, it's it's really really thin and watery for a stout. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, it's an Irish yeah. stout. It's a pasteurized stout. Very straightforward. You don't even describe this. It's fucking Guinness. You know, you know, you know Guinness has only beca- uh, been uh, vegan for like the last... Really they still use fish years. bladders? Yeah, exactly. Only a couple years ago, they stopped using fish bladders. For so actually, they shit if you're vegan. Uh, I believe you mean a shite. That's true. They don't give a shite. They don't give any shites. If they did, you'd be an Egypt. <laughs> Egypt. Egypt, you fucking Egypt. So we're reading. We read Angel's Ashes by Frank McCourt, and uh, part of our Irish uh, double feature here for these two weeks of you know this week and the week before or after today, <laughs> talking about books about Ireland for St. Patty's Day. Picked a book where there's an alcoholic dad who ruins the lives of <laughs> countless people, and we're gonna drink beers as we talk about it. Yeah, thanks, Frank mm-hmm. McCourt, because we have no tact, none. And Frank McCourt's dead, and it's cool. He is dead. He is dead. Long time. It's cool. It's cool. Not that long. It's been a few years. About 10 it's, years now. Is it 10? Okay. 2009, I think, yeah. All right. Fuck. Fuck. I, I saw him. He, uh, he came to Stony Brook, and I saw a talk by him about the book, and he signed my book. Wow. That's yeah. cool. He's like, he was a really cool dude. Uh, I mean, that was 2005 <laughs> or six. So, I mean, it must have been like right before he died. Uh, f- he taught at Stuyvesant. Yeah, for a long time. For decades. Uh, f- a friend of mine is older than us. He's 50. He had Frank McCord as a teacher and said like, he was like working on this book and would tell stories from it. You know, and the, this book only came out like 96 or something like that. Yeah. It was surprisingly mm-hmm. recent. I thought it had been around for a long time. I thought it came out and he was a teacher. And, he wrote it all when he was older. Uh, it's when he sat down and read it. He has an amazing memory. Or yeah. it's all lies. Well, that's the thing <laughs> we should talk about. So what is the book about? Let's start about that. So this is a nonfiction book. About yeah right uh, about by Frank McCourt about his life basically this is his childhood first as really young in so Brooklyn the first eighteen years of his life basically really yeah. young in and when he when he was born in Brooklyn and living in Brooklyn when he was like five and then moving to Ireland to Limerick to Limerick Ireland and then his life and the man from Nantucket <laughs> <laughs> and the tagline is something like a poor childhood is bad. But a poor Irish childhood, that's really bad. It certainly seemed bad. It definitely did, yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was rough. Tunishly bad. Yeah. So, how does it start? Well, they give like a little backstory of his parents. His dad knocked up his mom at a party and Banging they had to against get, a wall. Yeah. And she was like fresh off the boat, as was he. At a bar in Brooklyn. Yeah. But yep. he's a North Irish he's guy. He's a Northerner. And she's a, from Limerick. They're both Catholic, but he's he, from the North. And so he's he not had to be trusted. a price on his head. The British put right, price he, on his he head. fought so in the IRA, to, so he had to flee the country. That's the, why he ended up in the United in the United States. According to the Wikipedia page, which is you know very accurate, <laughs> his father lied about his IRA service. Oh, really? That's it's, why he it didn't was, get a it pension. It was very hard to tell what was anything was real. Yeah, but that's at least the story said. in the book is that the dad is like he had to flee for his. his well, it's life. also it's very very much from the perspective of a tiny child, and sure. so it's that's why it's it's not it's. Everything that happens in the book is terrible, but it doesn't seem terrible. It seems kind of like it's very romanticized, and it's almost like poetic. But it's it, 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 it's very graphic about how fucking poor they were. But he doesn't. Ever, he never really seems like sad about it. I think part of that is that 
part of the human condition is you accept whatever is around you as normal. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so he thought you were it was, raised in that, you know, this is just what things are. So his dad said he was yeah. in the IRA and he did all these crazy shit. He was like, all right, well, I, who am I to say not otherwise? Right. I'm a tiny baby. I'm a tiny baby boy. So he's a wee boy born in Brooklyn. Yep. In 1930. And then they, sh- and like also in 1930, they the have depression. another kid. <laughs> yeah. They, the next year, there's another. So he's Frank is born Francis. Mm-hmm. And he's named Francis because of the feast day of the saint or something like that. Or the, something it, like that. It's explained. Some Catholic stuff yeah, that I should I, I know about. What, I forget it's, what it is. I was raised Catholic, but whatever. So he's <laughs> it's Frank. Then they pop out another kid who is, that one's named after Malachi, the dad. Yeah. Malachi. Is it Malachi or Malachi? I never really got it. I, did, I was meant to look it up, but I forgot. I think it's Malachi. It is Malachi. It's, yeah. it's written Malachi, but I was like, that's not a fucking name, is it? <clears throat> so you guys are going to make fun of me, but I listened to the audiobook. Not surprised. Narrated by Frank McCourt. Oh, you know, I'll so allow that. I'll allow that. He actually read it, and he said Malachi. All right. I, All right. I assumed it was like a weird Irish spelling so, of Malachi. I, I'm going to say that's pretty definitive. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to say that he knows how his brother's name is written, pronounced. It's pronounced, yeah. That seems, that seems official. And then I'll allow it. There are the twins. They're the twins. born in New York, right? The twin. Oliver and Eugene? No, uh, first it's Angela, actually, and then Angela's, it's the twins. Angela's the mom. Uh, well, it's also Mar- the younger. Margaret is the daughter. Oh, Margaret's the, Margaret's the daughter. She's the youngest. Yeah. Right. Mar- yeah, the three of them are born in America. And Margaret's and, born in America. I mean, and the three of them. Oh, all right. Margaret is born Margaret's after the twins. The fifth kid. Yeah. And she's have, born in America. And then they move back to Ireland because they're dirt poor. Well, so they, they're there, and they, um, the father cannot hold down a job. Now, it is the Depression. Sure. So it was like really hard to get a job, but he would occasionally find a job. And for the first two weeks of his job, he would do fine. And then he would get everybody got their paycheck on Fridays. And, and then they'd have one big meal, maybe the first week. Have a big meal, but they'd have like at least some money. But this guy, the father, was such a ridiculous alcoholic that and by. He started his own podcast about. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. He, like, the mother didn't work. She was stay, taking care of all the kids. Five so, children they had the, in three and a half years. Yeah. And so it was his job to go and work. But uh, And he would go. Raise the Pope's and, army. And he would get his paycheck on Friday, take it directly to the bar, and spend the entire paycheck on Friday night at the bar. I mean, not only on himself, but I'm sure also like buying rounds. rounds you know, being the most popular guy at the bar, singing, singing all the Irish songs, which he did a lot in this book. Yeah. Singing a lot of Irish songs. And then Saturday morning, there would be no money. And he would oversleep and get fired. Yeah, because yeah. they work, work Saturday Saturdays. <laughs> so he'd lose the job. Every time. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so then they have the kids, and, and, but the daughter is the one thing, Margaret is the one thing that keeps him from drinking. Yes, because she's has, so beautiful girl, and such a perfect. Stops drinking, little kid, but she dies at seven weeks of age or something like that. Yeah, which is the first of many really heartbreaking, awful things in the book. Yeah, and that's like chapter one. Yeah, start strong, and then like, and then we went to Ireland. And they moved back to where his mother is from. Well, first they go they where his go, family, his fr- father's from. Right. I mean, first they go to Dublin, don't they? They go to someone's family. They don't. Family. They don't go to the north. No, they don't go to the north. But I thought they went to his family first. So they go to someone he's related to. But they end up in Limerick. They end up in Limerick near her, near his mother's family. Yeah. And his mother's family hates them because she married All a fucking northern. He has the look of a Presbyterian. Yeah. He's not Presbyterian. <laughs> he is Catholic, but he looks like one, and he talks funny. And fuck him. Because he looks, because he's from, you know, wherever. Also, they you know, he, they like, he spoiled their daughter and ruined her life and saddled her with all these dirty Presbyterian children. You know why he did? It's because he's a low life. Yeah. Their word, not mine. No, he's a pretty shitty dude. <laughs> Nate, you brought this beer. What is this called? This is called Low Life. <laughs> it is by Evil Twin. It is. And there are twins in the book. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Neither are evil. <laughs> It is. Well, they don't live long enough Pilsner. to be evil. It's a Pilsner. It's a Pilsner. That's, I don't know. It's a 5-ish, 6-ish alcohol beverage. This is like evil twin beer number 3,000 we've had on this podcast. Those cocksuckers have not even liked it. The things. brewery just opened. It opened? They really? I, I believe it just opened in Ridgewood. We have to go. In the past. <laughs> in the past. It, it, it just opened months ago. This is a Pilsner. 
It's a little yeah. maltier than the average Pilsner. It's got a little more chutzpah. A little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's pretty pretty basic. If you call this like an American Pilsner, I think that'd be the most uh, apt description. Yeah. Well, it's got way more, way more flavor than Bud Light. Is that a Pilsner? It's a. It was. Like, it's an it's American like a Pilsner abortion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not something you're allowed to do in Ireland. Nope. Until this year. Last year. Or maybe uh, took maybe took effect, last year. Maybe took effect this yeah. year. I don't know. <laughs> so a bunch of poor Irishmen just hold on there. Just wait till January. <laughs> just hold it in. Then I'll get rid of you. <laughs> of ye. So, uh, yeah. So the daughter, Margaret, dies. And it's like, oh, my God, that's horrendous. And that scene, we didn't even talk about it. It is so bad. The the mom. Is this the one where he uh, sucks the buggers out of her nose and puts them in the fire? He does that a couple of times. Yeah, that does happen, but that's not this scene specifically. I will say, as someone who has a uh, you know, young child, that they are totally helpless beings and they're incapable of getting their own boogers out of their nose. And babies are like too stupid to breathe out of their mouths. So they will just <laughs> like for the whole night. And and yeah, there's this, like a light bulb squeegee thing. There's a light bulb squeegee thing, but there's an amazing thing that you get now that's it's like a it's like a siphon. Ugh. And you you it has like a filter so you don't get boogers in your mouth. But you have this like tube that you put in your mouth and it goes into like this siphoning gas. This thing to put in the kid's nostril and you just like and they hate it. They hate it so much. <laughs> I would fucking hate it too. But it's amazing what you get out of there. You're like, oh my god, that, that would make a new baby out of this. Have, we should have done like a before and after weigh-in for that. That's crazy. <laughs> what came out of your nose? Ugh. And that's only one half of your nose. And then, it's um, it's really satisfying. That's but super weird. As she's that's gotten the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. As my kids gotten older, she like my cousin bought it for me when we had our baby. Imagine show. just doing that with your mouth. Yeah, it's, and then that's what they it. did in Ireland. That much booger for dinner. direct interior. Yeah, that's the only food he got. <laughs> My cousin, two years older than me, has a kid who's two years older than my kid, and uh, you know, that's, how, that's how we Irish people do it. <laughs> and he's, he bought that for me. He's like, "This is this thing is amazing. You need to. It's a, it's unbelievable. The shit you're gonna see." And the kid now that she's gotten a little older, she like squirms and fights it. That it takes like I have to like hold her in like a football hold and like fucking wedge that into her face. My wife has to pin her arms down and, <laughs> and just pull boogers out of my it's kid's like a nose. Reverse bagpipe. It's yeah. <laughs> but then the kid's like really happy afterwards because she could breathe. Not like an you idiot. play Amazing Grace on it. It's she it, makes the same sounds. It's so weird, but so fun. That sounds that sounds like a thing I didn't know existed. Oh, it's it's a relatively new thing. Okay, but it's awesome. I have no idea what the fuck it's called. The, the booger sucker or whatever. I don't know what you call it, but it's awesome. So I can't imagine doing that bare-assed on the kid's nose. Just, it's getting snot in your nose. Well, you know, that's, that's all his sustenance. He, he never eats yeah. in this book. He never, he's such an alcoholic, he does not eat. For, what does he say? Like, the, the food's going to, like, make him feel shitty or something? Like, he says something. Like he has an excuse. Like, for, food makes you weak. Yeah, like, uh, the food's going to make you... Yeah, he has an excuse for why he doesn't it's eat very, Like, he never eats. Yeah. It's very... I don't know how he lived, because he only drank once a week. <laughs> He drank enough one day a week. I mean, it's possible. I, guess. <laughs> I think we know something about that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he, uh, they go back to Ireland, and then the first place they go, I forget who it is. They're like, fuck you. You can't stay with us. We have no room for you. Yeah, it was and they're mother. on like a farm. It's like, it's like her parents, Angela's parents. Oh, no, no. The no. first place they go is like his family. Yeah. And then they're there for a little bit, but then they move back to Limerick. Mm-hmm. with her. With, and her mother is there, and she says, I don't fucking want you here. Yeah, and so they find various terrible houses to live in. Yeah, and they basically end up in that house they spend most of the book in, and the house mm-hmm. where the the toilet for the whole road is right outside their front door. Everyone just runs up and down the street, throwing messy buckets of shit into <laughs> the outhouse yeah. outside their door, and it floods every winter. As the turds freeze. Yeah. I mean, like, their the house floods, yeah. and they can only live on one floor. And they're paying, like, six shillings a week or something to live there. And they're still months behind rent. Yeah. Because they have and, nothing. And there's, like, even a short passage where it said, oh, and then they start, and then Indian food came to the, yeah. came to Limerick, <laughs> and we knew when everyone had Indian food. It was, it was when, awful. Um, it was during the war when the men moved to England to work in the factories, because Ireland's not part of the war. And all the British men go to the war, and so the husbands are sending back money, and suddenly everyone can have a lot better food. 
and they have stuff like anybody like, oh God, oh, it's going to be a smelly night. <laughs> yeah. I could smell the curry. And, and Frank McCourt, he's, you know, really and only Frank? seven. What? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, you guys. And I didn't say Frank anything. McCourt, <laughs> Frank, when he's telling this story, he's, or at least recounting it, this is from when he's like seven years old. It must have been really funny. <laughs> oh, we skipped over when his twin brothers died. That wasn't very funny. His twin brothers die, then they have another kid, and another kid dies. I don't know. There's so many kids. Three die. Margaret dies in America. And then the the twins twins die within like six months of each other. They back and And they're like toddlers. Yeah. Yeah. They get pneumonia or something or tuberculosis. It's so fast. Like the the way it goes in the book. The first one dies, and then the other one's like looking out the window for him. Where is. Where is he? Where yeah, because yeah, they're twins and they have a connection. <laughs> he dies too. Yeah, and then the next, and then he died too. And then the mother, you know, spirals into a crippling depression for months at a time. But somehow manages to get pregnant again. Well, you know, she's already lying in bed. <laughs> Ouch. I mean, truthfully, that's what it is. Yeah, and the husband's like, ah, I'm doing it for Ireland. And he, he comes home drunk every time and tells the boys that they have to die for Ireland. He says die for Ireland about a million times. He makes them promise. Yeah, and wakes them up in the middle of the night makes them sing songs about, you know, Seamus McKelly or like what ridiculous Irish fake yeah. name that I can't think of. Roddy McFarland. Or, yeah, exactly. They sing uh, songs, the ballads of the guy who died fighting the English. And then he makes them sit on the steps while he bangs them off. It's kind of what happens. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. It's a weird childhood. To say the least. To and the least. Uh, one thing that the father wasn't wanting for was another beer. Certainly not. This is a, a beverage I brought today. This is called What the Kids Want. And what the kids wanted was uh, food. Yeah. All they have is bread and tea. And they do a lot of begging. An unbelievable amount of begging. And stealing. Yes. They do, a, they they do, own, a, yeah. they do a certain amount of stealing. This is a New England style IPA. I forget who makes this. Uh, Swiftwater. Oh, right. Swiftwater is when you have to pee for a really long time, but you have to hold it in and it eventually comes out. I believe Swiftwater is the name of a Native American brave who peed on command. Quick, we must put out this fire. Swift water, come. You must put it out. How? <laughs> I like Swi- it. It's nice. If swift water can't do it, get rains with dick. <laughs> it's like a monsoon. <laughs> Wrong kind of Indian. <laughs> True. <laughs> oh, man. All right, this is actually a delicious, delicious beer. It's very nice. They're also in, they're in Rock Esther, New York. Rock Esther? Is that what trying to say Rochester? I, I'm, I'm like, I'm not trying to, pr- I know how to pronounce Rochester, but literally. Uh, are, they writing, are they just writing it weird? Rock space Esther. Oh, that's a different place, I guess. Is that like a weird joke? I don't know what that means. I've heard they call it the Racha-Cha. I've also heard it called the Crotch. I believe that. That's probably a more accurate name. That's all right. I've, from those in the know. <laughs> this is delicious, by the way. It's good. I dig it. Nicely. Good job, Swiftwater. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think we've ever, ever had anything by them before. Uh, we've had a handful, not All a huge right. amount, but it's not. It's, it's a name I've seen before. I dig it. It's nice. You sure you're not thinking Stillwater? Oh, maybe I am. Because this is Swiftwater. Yeah. Stillwater's the guy who can't pee. That's true. <laughs> He's a horrible kidney damage. Stones. So what the fuck happens in this book? They're poor. It really is just about being poor. For about two decades. A lot of stories that alternate between being pretty sad and pretty funny. And some are both. Yeah, definitely. All of this stuff about a Catholic school growing up. That was really funny. Every teacher is just like, and this is why the English suck. Right? And kids have to call, have to, you know, call in response. Like, what's that? You know, they just have to, that's the way they, they, they teach. Like, this guy would hit you if you didn't say this. And this guy would hit you if you didn't say this. And everyone would hit you if you didn't say how much you hated Oliver Cromwell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, there's also just so many funny characters, like other weird kids that they meet. Her her brother, the abbot, who was dropped on his head as a child <laughs> yeah. and who is now very, very off. He can only sell newspapers? Yeah. He's got a weird-shaped head because it was crushed when his mom dropped him. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's his uncle. Yeah. yeah. Right. They call him the abbot. And, and no, no one knows why they call him the like, abbot. Just because. Just this is, this is where we're going. No, my favorite was Uncle Pa. I guess it was it's short for Patrick, probably like Pat, but it's like Uncle Pa. It's like it's like cousin brother. What's what's going on? <laughs> and there was a uh, I can't remember his name. The kid who had like seizures or fits or something. 
Yeah. That knew things. Like, <laughs> he knew things about girls. Yeah. There was just a mm-hmm. weird... And there was a weird, obviously gay kid. Oh, yeah. The kid who was like, they, really would, like go, they would go to his house for lunch and he wouldn't feed them. He'd just read magazines and he'd talk about how his mother would do his hair on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> Very bizarre kids. But tempered with that is like the... Or tempering that is like the terrible tragedy that happens every chapter. A crippling mm-hmm. poverty and despair. It reminded me, as I was reading it, of... Um, Slaughterhouse Five, in a way, how every Slaughterhouse Five chapter would end like, and then he got shot in the head, and so, so it goes. And like every fucking chapter or section mm, of this book, yeah. and like two months later, he starved to death in the streets. <laughs> Next chapter, yeah, like, it just, it just like, like move on, he, it never happened. Like it's over. Frank McCourt gets what is that disease? The the thing with his eyes. Was he gets, he gets, he gets, he gets conjunctivitis. conjunctivitis. He, like he the gets worst the worst pink eye ever. <laughs> just gets like pink eye to the point where the doctor's like, he's going to be blind. So he's in the hospital. Yeah. So he's in the hospital for like... Well, he, he's in the hospital. F- he gets conjunctivitis, but he also no, gets, like, he also gets, gets tuberculosis. Typhus. Like typhoid. Typhus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Typhus. So anyway. Typhoon? <laughs> Typhoon. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they didn't have typhoon in Limerick. They had fucking Indian food. They had the curry shits. But typhoon? Probably. I mean, it was all part of the fucking, you know... Commonwealth now? Technically, yes. Yeah, you might be right. But anyway, so he's like in the hospital and for like weeks with typhus. Months. Months. He's in there for right. like three or four months. For he months. missed a half a year Because he's literally, school. he's like bleeding out of his nose and out of his anus. And they're like, oh no, you need to go to the hospital. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you need and it, Jesus. And, and at first his mother is like, no, 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 you'll be fine. And, and he's like, the next he's in day, his own like, little no, room. No, you need to go to the hospital. And he, across the hall from the girl who's Dying of tuberculosis, no, no, and they're like talking. Different girl, no. This is the di- so the girl tuberculosis oh, is delivering different male too. We'll we'll get to that later. Yeah, but anyway, she's like a bunch of girls that die. Of tuberculosis. This is like some girl who I forget which disease she has. She she's has, like she talking diphtheria? to him, like but there's a curtain. She like never. Sees she's a, her. she's across the hall or something. But I they're thought. the only fucking people, and yeah. the nuns who run the ho- uh, hospital say they can't talk yeah. to one another. It's inappropriate. But of course, they, they talk to so each other. They talk to each other, and eventually, it's like, you're fucking, you're pissing off God. We're going to move you upstairs. And then she dies. He never yeah. gets to say goodbye. She <laughs> decides, she, instead of using her bedpan, decides to try and walk to the bathroom. So she walks to the bathroom and then dies there. Yeah. Nice. And that's just like a one sentence. That was like his, almost a one his sentence best throwaway friend. Line. Like, well, and then she died. And there was the, uh, the fucking dude who was like the go between. Teaching him the, the the verses of the poem, the highwayman, oh, like the the janitor kind of guy. Yeah, like he, yeah. he learned the he like instilled the love of poetry in this man <laughs> because of their their you know eleven year old romance. And he went and would ask people to teach him poems. <laughs> He'd recite them to the kid. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. fucking weird. It's a lot of it, along with uh, Milkman, was about the absurdities of Catholicism. Sure. And like how fucking overbearing it was in every aspect of their life. There's no war in this one, but it's just how much every single thing they do is run entirely by that. Yeah, absolutely. It's just this. Oh, it's like another character in the book. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Except they don't allow fun. It's a sin. Yeah. Fun is a sin. <laughs> so then, um, I mean, there's like lots of episodes that are interesting, but the mm-hmm. probably the most important setting is their house and uh and shit road <laughs> where they live yeah and uh was it downstairs is ireland and then upstairs is italy italy is upstairs because it's warm yeah mm-hmm. and it's not flooded they nicknamed the upstairs with shit italy. water <clears throat> and i think we have a beverage that goes along with that we do yeah this is the most absurdly appropriate title i've seen in a long long time i can't believe this even exists what is this called nate this is called upstairs downstairs by McKellar. Is it, Mc- it is a golden lager brewed with long pepper, Ooh. kaffir lime, coriander, and oak spirals. That is an interesting combination. I don't even know. What the, what the fuck is an oak spiral? So Does the a, shape really matter? Yes. So it's a piece of like the same kind of material that would make a barrel for aging bourbon or wine or whatever, but... The spiral has way more surface area than just a... So it is a surface area thing. It, yeah. So just, okay. that's put in to give the oak flavor very quickly. I think this is McKellar. Is this McKellar S- San Diego? San Diego? Yeah. <laughs> you know what that means, right? I believe. I believe it's a whale's <laughs> vagina. I thought yeah. the meaning was lost in the sands of time. That, too, that means. That is interesting. I, do, I don't... It's I, like a tiny bit sour. I don't really like this. 
I think the tartness you're getting is from the lime. The, tar- the tartness gets worse over time once you stop. It keeps going. It's relentless. I don't, I, I, I don't know what a long pepper is. <laughs> I mean, I have like a regular size pepper myself, but I don't know what a long <laughs> Average size pepper. Yeah. A schlong pepper. It's really weird. There's like a weird flavor in there. I don't know what it is, but it's weird as shit. Well, coriander is kind of a... Coriander is the stuff that's, that's in all that uh, Belgian stuff. Yeah, like white ales and stuff but like that. But this is not... It's not like spice. It's like a, there's a weird funk to it. It's probably the pepper or the uh, lime. I guess, yeah. It's odd. It's odd. I don't want this anymore. I'm not a huge fan. I think it's okay, though it is definitely different. It's different. I wouldn't say I'm against it. I don't know what it, that flavor is. But it's definitely different. Yeah. It's a, it's a beer I could have one of. Because it's weird, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like fatiguing to drink this. Yeah. My mouth tired. Buttons. So, uh, yeah, upstairs, downstairs, because they're shitty house, literally. They spend most of the time upstairs, and then there's the downstairs part that's just covered in fecal matter. Yeah. Did you really it's... fart while I said fecal matter? <laughs> 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 yes, I did. <laughs> it's like the worst place to live. And every time someone sees it, they're like, holy shit, do you live here? like fucking Calcutta of Ireland. <laughs> and they get evicted because they can't pay their rent. Oh, well, yeah. Before that happens, the dad goes to England to mm-hmm. make money. So this is now during the war. So yeah. so he was, so this, so he, they moved to Ireland in like 1936, probably. And then by 1939, 1940, the war starts by 41, 42. There are tons of jobs. And he says he'll jo- send money, but he never, ever does. And they get like... W- <laughs> And they get one story. It really stinks. And they get one story that he's not even paying his rent over in London or wherever he's, he's basically, living. He sleeps in the park. He sleeps in a park because he gets his paycheck and he just drinks all of it. He doesn't send it home. Oh, man. So and everybody else on the block is getting like, and it's like a competition because all the women will come outside. And say, hey, everybody, come in. It's dinner time. We're having this and this and this. And the next woman will say, hey, we're having this and this and this. Come home. It's time for dinner. And it's like, a, you know, it's and, like and trying the, to show off. And the occasion of getting the telegram. From oh, the husbands yeah. in England the who money have orders. earned all this money, the, getting the telegram money order that comes back and like, oh, I, it's check to see if there's a telegram from a court. I checked. There's there's no, there's nothing. Right, because the guys come a couple of rounds. The a telegram day. boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, maybe it's in the afternoon batch. You know, it's not. It no, not, it's never coming. They get nothing, and they just borrow from everybody and they they go to the uh basically what's like a welfare office oh, and they're man. like well your husband's the, in england so what, he has a job Saint so you shouldn't Vincent be here the paul society yeah i don't know anything about that i've heard that name i've heard before. that name too I don't know but what it means i i mean i don't know anything either except from this book i gathered it was a catholic just a charity. catholic charity that just well they will give you money but they'll also shame the fuck out of you mm-hmm. yeah shame is a big part of this Society. It's everyone shitting on them for being poor the whole time. Yeah, it's like, well, you shouldn't have had those kids. Well, you shouldn't have married that fucking Presbyterian-looking fella. <laughs> he looks like a Presbyterian, and he talks wrong. And he's acting like it now. Look at him. <laughs> they just, no matter what. And then you have to get, and there's this scene where the women all have to line up to beg the two dickhead guys that give out... The like, administrators. The, they give yeah. out, like, the coupons or, you know, like, the... The, the, the vouchers. The docket, they keep calling it the... Mm-hmm. The, you know, the thing that you can go redeem somewhere and they have to laugh at their jokes because mm-hmm. if you don't, they'll be pricks to you and and you have to just be polite and they're going to they're say rude shit to you and demean you, but you just kind of take it in the hopes that they'll then give you something for free and it's really awful. Yeah. Like, and you got to, and this is, we, we find out about the scene because Angela dresses up all of her children in like, the the shittiest clothes they can find. Gotta like she actually poor. tells them, we. I usually tell you to look as nice as possible. Don't do that this time. I want you to look as poor and miserable <laughs> as possible. So we, when we go to this thing and they line up and then they say like most awful. The two administrator dudes they say the most awful things and everyone else is like, oh yeah, that is so bad. And Angela just has to just kind of take it. Just go, yes, you're right. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, totally. So they, you know, a lot of the time are getting, you know, charity from... They're on the dole. On the dole. From, even though they don't like to talk about it because it's considered shameful to be poor, even though they're fucking poor. Yeah. And even everyone who comes to see them is like, oh, my God, you are <laughs> so poor. This is the poor. worst place I've ever seen in my life. But every once in a while at the school, there are kids... 
horror. Lice, lice children. Like the kids who have no hair because they're just like they have lice. A bunch of kids with their, no shoes. The kids who don't, yeah, like our shoes are like flap in the wind. They're like, they don't they're even like have tires shoes. wrapped around the bottom of their feet. Yeah. Like pieces of tire. There's a, a teacher who eats an apple every day, but he peels his apple. Yeah. And the kids are like basically fighting over who can like eat the, eat the apple peel. They have to answer a question correctly and, and you get the whole peel spiral. Yeah. That's impressive to get a whole peel on one. He's very talented. He's been teaching a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good skill to have if you want to fuck children over. <laughs> yeah. Like they're fuck all... children. That's different. They have to be a priest. Oh. They, there is like a, there's a lot of characters who just like look down on the poor people and they're like, oh, well, you're fucking disgusting and it's your fault. Let me throw this in the garbage. Like sometimes he throws out the apple peel. <laughs> <laughs> if no, yeah, if no, no one, one got it. the question right. And then he, then he gets the janitor to come in and take the peel away before someone can go to the garbage and eat it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's fucking... <laughs> it's dark. Really bad. Like, what do you gain from that? <laughs> you, don't, you, do, yeah. you don't get to hit the kids as much. And he's sad about that. Because they do hit the kids a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was, that was everywhere. That was, that was everywhere. Now, once the dad goes to England, he does come back at some he point. He comes back once for yeah, like a one week. Time. And then he disappears again and he never comes back. But what would he come back for? Do you remember for a reason? It was just to... Was, for like, was it for like Christmas or some shit? Mm, yeah, he might have come back with like some Maybe. stuff, yeah, and then he just dipped and never he came back. And he didn't, again. he didn't bring anything. No, every, every Christmas no. they eat the, the eat a pig's head, which yeah. is like the part they're going to throw away. And I say, all right, you can have the head. Yeah, and they're like hoping to want to get a sheep's head. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Ooh, Jesus Christ! Pork cheek is actually very good. I've heard, I've heard of this. Though the rest of the head, I don't know. I mean, isn't the top of the head just like another cheek? It is. I mean, <laughs> is it that, Nate? <laughs> Don't you know pig head biology? So uh, eventually they start, they run out of sh- like turf to burn in the fireplace. Yeah. And they start taking panels of wood off the walls and shit to yeah. burn. Mm-hmm. They start breaking down the top floor of their house. And they, and oh, also the mom is in this like another round of just. Totally immobilization, total immobilization, you know, just lays, and they don't even have blankets, right? They, like, live on one lice-infested mattress. They have two two mattresses. And they just use jackets as blankets. Yes. Like, it's really fucking awful. And the mom just sleeps, and the kids just, like, wander around, and they're filthy. And And one Christmas Eve, like, this is when Frank is, like, eight or something like that, or nine. They literally, it's Christmas Eve, it's raining. They go outside and look in the road to find pieces of coal that have fallen off other people's carts so that they can have some coal to bring home. Yeah. And, and their then, dad gets mad at them. And gets mad at them like, for doing, doing it because it's so shameful for having to do that. But they had to but do they that. have no coal to make fire to make tea, and then, which is most of their food. <laughs> and then other times, they literally were just stealing it. They were just going into people's backyards and stealing their coal. But the dad has no recognition of the fact that he's put them there and his actions have led to this. He goes on a lot of long walks. He, has, he takes no ownership for his family or what he's done to them. He just it's weird because he does, every time there is food, he doesn't eat any of it. He just makes sure that they have all of it. He doesn't take any. Oh, how nice. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, oh, that's nice, I guess, if I'm looking for a silver lining in this cloud of shit. Sure, but... He's still, he, he's still a dirtbag. The next week... And then for like 30 weeks in a row, he will give nothing. Yeah, certainly. They just have bread and tea. And at one point, both parents don't lose even have all of their teeth. Yeah, <laughs> all of, both of them lose all of their teeth. And then one kid like puts the dentures in his mouth. And they go to the hospital to get them out because they don't fit his little mouth. <laughs> and like the mom gets, or the mom or the dad gets teeth that don't fit them because they were like made for someone else. They're made for a rich person, but they didn't quite fit so they just sort of, you know, make another pair for the for the rich person, and then oh, this shitty pair, let's just give that to a poor person. Yeah. And imagine getting refurbished dentures, like that's basically second what it is. Yeah. dentures. Here you go; these will do just fine. And his mom thrift shop dentures just smokes cigarettes all the time, even though she's not supposed to. The wood binds or something like that, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. wood binds. And that's she just sits around and talks to like her couple of friends who are also destitute. And they sit around the fireplace that has nothing burning in it, <laughs> and they smoke, and just like, ah, this is what it is. <laughs> this is what life is now. And eventually, they get kicked out of that house, though. Because they have a lot of problems with the landlord. And wow. then they need a new landlord. So they do. You have a beer for that. Although, the old landlord comes by and goes, 
where's the wall? <laughs> where's the where's there the used other, to be two he said, rooms? He said, where's the I, other room? I where's the other room? I rented you two rooms. Where's like, the other room upstairs? Like other room? I don't remember another room, room here. And then the really whatever their really young kid was at the time was like. Oh, you mean the one we burned down? The one we used in the fire. You know, I think it was like Adolf, wasn't it? It's, um, like, it's Malachi, is Frank, Malachi, Michael, and like Adolphus or something like that. There's something weird like that, yeah. I don't hey, dude, you need to get Adolf <laughs> in 1939. What do you think that for? Yeah. Oh, probably because I had to name it for a saint. Yeah, you had to. What is this beer, by the way? This is Timothy Taylor's Landlord. I don't know what Timothy Taylor is. It's a, uh, I guess it's a, Brewery. Landlord is a classic, is the classic pale ale. Traditionally brewed using the finest Golden Promise malted barley, whole leaf hops, and pure Newell spring water. Like one Beyonce, Noel. Huh? It's spelled, it's spelled like Noel's without an S. Oh, I see. Oh, Beyonce's oh, her, <laughs> her maiden name. Beyonce. Nay, Noel. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrendous, this beer. Is it? It's really. Ooh. This is garbage. That's weird. This is like. In 1978, this would have been like, oh, this is an imported beer. This is pretty bad. This is garbage. This tastes like yeah. an old beer. It's like a little bit sour. This tastes like the water Frank McCourt's dad rinsed his dentures on. <laughs> I guess this gets shit. Yeah, I don't know what this is. Uh, I, I've never heard of this before, this particular brewery. It's but it was called Landlord, so I got it. Oh, it's perfect. Perfect match. And there's actually, then they get a new Landlord. When they move in, when they kind of go with the grandma for a little while, and she's just like, oh, your mother's a shame. Oh, you're a shame. Oh, you're disgusting. Look at these fucking Presbyterians out of uh, my house. Oh, I hate you all. You're so filthy. And she just yells at them and is mean to them the whole time. And they're just like, ah, can we grandma have a jam? Is, is really a terrible bitch. She sucks, yeah. And they're, and they're si- her other sister, uh, the one sister, who's so upset. Aunt Aggie. Aunt Aggie, who uh, is so depressed because she doesn't have children of her own, but whenever these kids are over, she's like, get the fuck out of my house. I hate you all. Like that, that dirty bitch had all these kids, and I got nothing. And I'm a great... I would be a great mother, but fuck all you children. Yeah, it's like they don't really think and about... she's married to uh, Uncle Pa, who's always dirty from shoveling coal. He's like black. <laughs> He's like <laughs> yeah. black face. He's yeah. <laughs> just... He's never been clean before. He just sings he's like, swanny he's like, old day. He's like, and they like pig pen. He comes home and washes, but he's only a little bit less black than before. He looks Dominican. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he's like jet black, and he scrubs himself down to ebony. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, all right, there we go. Cleaned up. And then there's another guy who's like the chalk guy, who's like white, and they sit next to each other at the bar sometimes. Yeah, the white guy, <laughs> And yeah. people come to look at it. <laughs> it's like, I got covered in lime. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's dissolving. Because <laughs> that's what that's what you do. Like that's your job. You're like, yeah, I'm gonna go shuffle coal till I die at 42 years old. It's gonna be great. And then uh, they move in with the guy who the new landlord. The new landlord. They just move into his house. It's not even like yeah. It's not really. He's not a landlord. He's just like you can just come play with me and I'll fuck your mom. <laughs> that part's not clear right away, but yeah, yeah. He's a cousin or something though. It's something incestuous. Is he? I thought he was just like someone in town. I thought he was related. I thought he was a relative, you know. Oh. Well, you know. It could be both. You do what you got to do. And Where he, Frank, like, you know, gets all the stuff as long as he empties the chamber pot. From the loft. He's got to yeah, carry the chamber pot the up and down the ladder. Yeah. But there's not a ladder. You climb up on the table. Yeah. Then you climb down. And carry the bucket full of human shit. <laughs> and for some reason, he doesn't like it. Doesn't like having to do it. And then he like is coming home from school when he comes from school and he hasn't changed yet. And he's like, "Well, I'm sitting at this table now eating, so you can't empty it. Therefore, you can't borrow my bicycle." And then they get into a fight, and Frank leaves. Yeah. And the mom has to fuck that guy. Yeah. It was really, really dark. And now that Frank isn't there, no enters the chamber pot, so he just keeps shitting on the floor. <laughs> when he's not shitting on the mom, basically. Yeah. Yelling at her and then banging her. Yeah. Amazing. In the one room they all share. The excitement. The, yeah, excite- the excitement, yeah. The excitement, that was, that yeah. was in the masturbation uh, era of the book. It talks about his excitement. But everything's the excitement. The sex is, the, the whacking it, when he finally hooks up with a girl, TB. Yeah. So he's, he's like 13 or 14, and he's 
He's, so Frank gets a job him? delivering, was it telegrams? His first job is he works with that guy who delivers coal who's got gangrenous legs and can no longer carry the coal for oh, himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he works on the cart, and then eventually the mom's like, you can't do this anymore. Now, doesn't the guy like get too sick, and doesn't he die or something the like guy, that? He's it, incapable of doing he, it he gets, he gets too sick, and he can't do it any longer. Yeah. But Frank is forbidden from helping him or taking over. Yeah. So then, but then he eventually gets a job when he's 14. The day he turns 14, he gets a job de- delivering Telegram. And so that's a job that has some really interesting things because you're not allowed, you just have to deliver it. But it's almost like they don't get paid, but people will give them tips. Like, here's a tip for delivering my Telegram. And that's kind of what they get paid in. And so when they get the deliveries to the richer parts of town, they get what to, to the McCourts is a lot of money. Do they not get paid at all? I, I think, think they, they get paid. paid I'm not sure. Maybe they get paid a little. It's like n- almost nothing. But, but they're it's a hustler. Jo- they can make, make, the, make some well, money. Yeah. They make the money off tips. It's a job that employs, you know, the, you know, all the poor children. Mm-hmm. And he bangs the girl who's dying of tuberculosis. Yep. He goes out. She's to, 18. He's 14. He he goes out to the more, farther out to the countryside, and there's this one house with this girl who has tuberculosis and is like definitely dying, and he's delivering the telegrams, which they get a lot all the time. And it seems to be. And then she's like, come on in. And then they fuck. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. And well, she's like hacking up blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's banging her hard. <laughs> <laughs> He's banging the lung tissue out of her. Oh, man. And deep digging. And, and then she dies. In and, the middle of it. <laughs> no, not in the middle of it. Just one, one time he's, he has to go deliver a telegram and she's not there because she's in the hospital. She's black crepe around yeah, the they, door frame. Yeah, right? and then she's dead. And he's convinced that she's going to hell because she didn't have a chance to go to confession. Yeah. And so he, he It's because they bad. sinned. They sinned. Know? And he like he's drives con- around to every church to see who would give him the least amount of punishment, like the Dominicans, the Jesuits, or the other people, the Franciscans. It's a very yeah. odd thing. There mm-hmm. were some funny passages where he goes to like the same priest a bunch of times in a row. He's like, it's you again, like you know, up, like, seeking penance. For well, he doesn't want to be. Little he doesn't want things. Something like if he gets hit by a car, if he like dies randomly, he doesn't want to go to hell having not confessed. Yeah, and then and half most of the time the priests always end up with and pray for me, which I thought was a really interesting <laughs> thing. And, and the and the priest keeps like you know at confession the priest keeps putting his hand over his face and going oh Jesus <laughs> yeah like he's laughing at it but the kid doesn't, he doesn't Frank McCord doesn't realize the most ridiculous things because <laughs> he's like apologizing for like masturbating or for like when this kid talked about this thing and like this silly immature things and the priest is laughing at it it was yeah. really that was actually the lighter hearted fun parts Kinda of the book funny. And then um, he loses the job. He loses it and gets it back. I forget what he gets fired for. He gets fired because he... Oh, for the um, the, the weird the guy going to the wake. Who kept trying to like... So they're he's like, delivering a telegram alcohol, yeah. to this guy who's the guy like is daughter a, the guy, the guy is English and his wife was Irish. And he, the, guy, the woman died and he mm-hmm. went in and the guy uh, tried to get him drunk. Yeah, and he wouldn't it was like do 14 it. Fourteen year old kid. He like kid. left, and the guy told he the, had to like jump out the window. Yeah, the guy, the guy told the the telegram people that Frank had like assaulted the dead body of his wife. Yeah, like and stole stolen his, his wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then you're and, fired, kid. So he loses the. They job. fired him, but then he had someone. Someone called someone, a priest or something. A priest. That's like the mom called the somebody, which called the somebody, which got him the job back for another couple weeks. Well, because there was the so they got him the job because the guy was English and fuck them. And they said he should have done worse. <laughs> yeah, that's how they turned. First, they're like, you're, you're a disgrace to us. And then when the right person puts on the call, they're like, like, fuck that said guy. said it was nothing as bad as what Oliver Cromwell did to us. <laughs> One of the recurring things, we talked about a, a little bit now, we've talked about a lot, is that the, the church is like so fucked up in the way it governs the lives of the people. But the mom points out at one point, there's a couple of instances where the, they go to the church for help and the church says no to them. Yeah. Right? They, they wouldn't let him be an altar boy. Wouldn't let him be an altar boy, even though he had memorized the whole mass because his fucking drunk, stupid head dad made him learn it. And then the teacher said, no, your son needs to stay in school. He's a smart person. He should go to school. And they try to get him to go to like the Jesuit school or something. And they just say, nope. And they just slam the door in the face and the mom says, remember this. The church has shut the door in your face two times now or whatever, how many it is. But I think it's the teacher that they go to to like put in the good word to get something like the that. job back. But there's this interesting thing. like The church can... Seems to only punish, right? There's no reward from the church. There's no help from the church. Well, they had that whole the young boys after school program where you had to like, oh yeah, show up. Cult. You had to like show up at you know every time if you got perfect attendance, the head boy got a prize, and if the head boy won the prize, he was going to enter. Uh, 
he was going to get his own linoleum shop and like make <laughs> banks selling linoleum to everyone in the city. And, and the one kid, it's like another kid, like, don't worry, I'll buy all the linoleum from you. It's like, all right, it's fine. You don't have to show up. <laughs> his whole future is betting on that sweet linoleum in apprenticeship because that's the most they could hope for. That would be like becoming a venture capitalist to us. Like, ooh, I'm at my own linoleum shop. Earn those sweet linoleum simoleums. Ooh. That Sims money? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> simoleons. So then um, he gets his job back, but didn't, then he eventually is like, fuck Ireland, right? Like, that's like basically how it ends. Yeah. Well, he, Am I forgetting he, get, anything? he he's, deliv- he's delivering stuff to a lady, and eventually she finds her dead. And he goes into her trunk. No, he's writing letters for her. Oh, he's, no, writing, like, he's writing collecting, collecting debt. debt. He's <laughs> writing shakedown letters. And he's because he's a very good writer. He has a lot of words, and so he's writing letters with big words in them. And, and people are like, people. "I don't know what these words mean. I'll never be late on my payments again." Because she like gives people m- m- layaway money for like dresses or some shit. Yeah, something weird. Something like that. Like that. But in the end, she dies, and, she dies. and he finds a hundred pounds in her thing. Takes, like literally, takes, he like, finds 60. her dead, and so he like goes through her stuff and like takes a bunch of her money, and then he throws and then her debt book. In finds the, river. the debt book, and it's like, <laughs> "Oh, hey, my aunt is is listed in here," and then he just takes the debt book and throws it away. And but he has uh, between all the different jobs that he's done, he's then he's saved up enough money to buy a one way ticket back to America. And that's so. Well, then, then the last chapter is him on the ship back to the states, and the boat is like, "We're going to land in Canada," and he's like, "Shit!" And he's like, "Oh, we changed our mind again. We're landing in New York again." Okay, cool. Oh, we changed our mind. We're going to land upstate New York. He's like, "What the fuck?" All right, whatever. And he goes to a party in upstate New York. He bangs a lady. Yeah, like they all bang ladies. Except there's like a priest hanging out with there's him who won't a, a make priest, eye contact with him a anymore. A priest and, th- and him and the two other guys who work on the boat like, oh, you're Irish, come and party with these us. And these ladies are very friendly. And they were very friendly. <laughs> Their husbands were all away at war. Even though it's 1948, but... They were, they, they were somewhere. I think they were, they were, they were like army-wide. It was after the war, but yeah, they were still Some away. were still deployed for a while, I'm sure. I mean, they might have just been like somewhere, but she, they just like... <laughs> work. Hey, come upstairs, check this out. I want to show you something. I was like, then they It's bang. my cooch. <laughs> And the priest, yeah, the priest is just like, this is, I shouldn't have come to this party. <laughs> this is not my scene. Man. Don't they end up in like Patchogue? They're in, they um, in Long Island. They're upstate. They? Is it upstate? Okay. They're upstate. Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie. Oh, Poughkeepsie. Okay, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And everyone, all the Americans are about like, fucking Poughkeepsie? Jesus. Which is how people still feel. It's true. Man. <laughs> I couldn't even remember the right piece to place. And uh, then he's like, this is amazing. America's the best. And then that's the last line. Like, tis, 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 which is the name of the second volume he wrote. Yes. So Frank McCord only wrote like three books, really. He started late. He wrote Angel's Ashes. He started, I guess, if it came in ninety six, he must have been he sixty six, mid sixties, yeah, sixty six. Then he put out Tis, which is like the next volume, and then he put out Teacher Man, and he wrote like a play with Malachy called The Blackguard, something or other. Like he, he only a couple of things he really wrote. But Angel's Ashes, by and large, is the most famous thing. Yeah. Won a fucking Pulitzer. Won the Pulitzer for non-fiction. memoir and nonfiction, and then it was turned into a movie, which I have not seen. I heard it wasn't... I've heard mixed things about it. I, I didn't even I know have it was no a movie. Idea. I'm not surprised it was a movie. Oh, yeah. And I don't think it was uh, very successful at the box office. It doesn't no seem idea. like a blockbuster. No, but it could be kind of like weird sleeper thing that didn't cost a lot of money to make, and it made money. You know? It's got a method act to the whole thing. Cost no money. <laughs> but, uh... He got a lot of shit when the book came out that people accused him of exaggerating or flat out lying about his life. Because at the point in 1996, the book came out, half or more of those characters were dead. I mean, half of them were dead by the end of the book. Almost all of them are dead. But all the adults, like his parents were dead. And and like there's apparently he, you know, spoke and taught, you know, did events. And then his mother at one point in the early 80s or something was in the audience at the thing, accused him of lying or exaggerating. I mean, it's possible. It's also possible she didn't want anyone to know how it really was. It's tough to say, right? Shame was a big part of it. It's like, no, we were fine. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. (laughs) But, you know, I was reading another article like from like 1998 or something. I was trying to, on the the Wayback Machine, finding these things. (laughs) The ancient internet. These random random, uh, news articles. Sweet GeoCities website. (laughs) Exactly. And uh, people were saying, oh, I remember them. No, and his mother was actually kind of fat. They weren't that poor. Like, people were saying, like, really fucking sensitive things. No, they weren't that poor. She was overweight. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not sure how the two of those are related. But it's just, I guess she was fat, so she couldn't have been poor. Yeah, she couldn't have been starving if she was fat, which is <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so you got accused of that. It's kind of no one can know at this point, I guess, right? I mean, it's, if you're writing a memoir when you're that old, I, I couldn't imagine how he remembered all these like interactions. Like, I don't remember anything from my 
childhood like that, and he's twice as old as me. Yeah, but, but he, he took he took you know twelve years of life, and he remembered twenty events. You know, like you're you know, and then kind yeah, of yes. I mean, he just it's it, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's always a little bit of creative creativity with yeah stuff like that. But I mean, who knows? I I, th- I think it's probably more true than not. It in, was the depression for a lot in, of the in book Ireland. in Ireland, in in a poor city in Ireland. Limerick has always been a pretty rough, yeah. poor city. At the end of the day, I don't really care if it's true or not. I just like enjoyed it as a book. Yeah, it was very good. Mm-hmm. I thought it, I really liked reading it. I want to read the. There's a book. there's a there's a lyrical quality to Irish writers. For some reason, I don't really understand. Well, because they they save all their energy for drinking, well, so yeah. they're very like precise with their language. That makes sense. That's the opposite of what makes <laughs> sense, actually. But yeah. <laughs> The other question I have, though, is what's the title about? I saw someone ask this question, like, on the internets, and they said it was, she's always staring into the ashes. You know, the they were, like, like, forcing They were, like, the uh, burned remains of her hopes and dreams, just looking into these dead fire of nothing, and everything was shit. Was like, well, also, that's uplifting. Well, she also smokes mm-hmm. all the time, and that's... An ash-producing thing. At first, I thought it was. They also be, had no lotion. I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a Catholic thing, like Ash Wednesday kind of thing. There is an Ash Wednesday scene, and I thought that was going to be like maybe this just references this one episode, but no, it had nothing to do with her in that one part about getting ashes. But that's the best thing I was able to think about too. Like there are a bunch of scenes where she just stares at, the, like when the uncle smacks around Frank McCourt, and then she has to go fuck him. She like stares in the fireplace, or like whenever and there's no fire anymore. Whenever their dad comes home drunk yeah. and sings and makes them sing and promise to die for Ireland, she's like, "Shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up." And she just stares at the ashes. Yeah, I don't know why they're Angela's ashes, but because she's the one looking at them. <laughs> I guess they're they're who are the ashes are in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was the one thing. Like, what the title is interesting, right? Because you like it's a, it's an interesting title. Like, what does that refer to? And it's never made clear. Can't think of too many other books where the title is just... I have no idea why it's called that. I don't know. Um, I can't think of any other time I had. Anyway. But you can let us know. Tell us why it's called that. Send us an email to drunkeyesbookclub at gmail.com. Also follow us on Twitter at drunkeyesbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkeyesbookclub. And we are part of the Hopped Up Network, so if you're interested in other podcasts about beer, please check them out. And if you've also listened this far, please leave us a review wherever you're listening. Tell us you love us. I need that. See you later. Thanks for listening.